Visions of St. Margaret Mary, Friend to the Souls in Purgatory. St. Margaret Mary Alacoque is one of Jesus' most powerful workers in the vineyard. She is best known for the apparitions of our Lord Jesus and His Sacred Heart. Through the work of St. Margaret Mary, in obedience to Jesus' mandate, devotion to His Sacred Heart became a strong movement throughout the world. Because she is best known as the spearhead of this movement, many of us are not aware that she also had a great compassion for and did much work to alleviate the suffering of the poor souls in purgatory. But if we read a quote she wrote about her early days, we become aware of her great repugnance for sin. Oh, my only love, how indebted I am to you for having predisposed me from my earliest childhood by becoming the master and possessor of my heart. Although you well knew how it, my heart, would resist you. As soon as I could know myself, you made my soul see the ugliness of sin and impressed such horror of sin upon my heart that the slightest stain caused me unbearable torment and to put a stop to my childish impetuousness, one needed only to tell me it was offending God. This stopped me short and kept me from doing whatever I was eager to do. From her earliest years as a child, the Lord prepared this mystic and future saint for her mission by molding her into the vessel necessary to carry out his commands. Come with us to Pareil Monial, a quiet little town in the Burgundy section of France, with a great message. As we walk through the narrow streets of this quaint village, we can still hear our Savior's most passionate cries. Here, our Lord spoke to a little nun in the 17th century, over a period of 17 years. In a small chapel, our Lord shared His sacred heart, wounded and bleeding because of His love unreturned. He showed His wounded sacred heart to Margaret Mary, revealing the pain he feels because of the neglect and apathy of his children, for whom he suffered and died. He commissioned her to tell us that his heart, pierced on the cross, still bleeds out of love for us, his ungrateful children. My enemies placed a crown of thorns on my head, my friends on my heart. Sacred heart devotion had existed in the church for many years before our Lord appeared to St. Margaret Mary. But as we said, our hearts had grown cold. Other things had taken importance over our Lord in this devotion, and so he gave her the mandate to spread fervor to his sacred heart all over the world. He knew when he gave her the job that she could do it, and she did. Margaret Mary was a unique person, a special saint, very open to the Lord, completely open to what she believed was his will and his desire, and so he was able to share with her other gifts and visions. He allowed her to witness the plight of the souls in purgatory and come to their aid. We want to share with you some insights the Lord has given us about sin and purgatory. He has put people and situations together for us in this book in a way we could not have possibly considered. In researching this book on heaven, hell, and purgatory, we have learned things we never knew before. For instance, there are certain sins which are regarded more serious than others and require greater purgatory time than others because they are against Jesus' great commandment, love one another as I have loved you. 
Sins against charity are big offenses in the eyes of our Lord Jesus and our heavenly family, such as lack of charity towards our neighbors, gossip, defaming someone's character and other sins, such as calumny and slander, ruining the reputations of people. Renewed sins of the mouth required heavy penance. St. James talks about this in chapter 3 of his letter. Think of ships. No matter how big they are, even if a gale is driving them, the man at the helm can steer them anywhere he likes by controlling a tiny rudder. So is the tongue only a tiny part of the body, but he can proudly claim that it does great things. Think how small a flame can set fire to a huge forest. The tongue is a flame like that. Among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a whole wicked world in itself. It infects the whole body, catching fire itself from hell. It sets fire to the whole world of creation. Wild animals and birds, reptiles and fish can all be tamed by men and often are, but nobody can tame the tongue. It is a pest that will not keep still, full of deadly poison. We use it to bless the Lord and Father, but we also use it to curse men who are made in God's image. The blessing and the curse come out of the same mouth. My brothers, this must be wrong. Does any water supply give a flow of fresh water and salt water out of the same pipe? Can a fig tree give you olives, my brothers, or a vine give you figs? No more can sea water give you fresh water. There is a story of a woman who went to confession to her local priest. She confessed to having gossiped about some of the people in the parish. The priest told her that for her penance, she should take a feather pillow up to the bell tower of the church and shake out all the feathers in the pillow. She did as he instructed and went back to the priest for absolution. He said to her, Before I can absolve you of your sins, you must now go out into the village and pick up all the feathers which you scattered. She said to him, But father, that's impossible. He replied, That's true as impossible as trying to undo the damage you have done by slandering your neighbor. We heard that story years ago, but never connected it with purgatory. It never occurred to us that certain sins require special penance and retribution in purgatory. A vision of St. Margaret Mary Alacoque confirms this. One night, she was praying for two people of high standing in the secular world who had recently died when she had a vision of purgatory. She saw these two women of the nobility there, two women of the same station in life, but their periods of purging were completely different. The one, a noble, had been guilty of ruining the reputations of many of her subjects. She was sentenced to many years in purgatory. How many is many? We don't know for sure, but considering the serious repercussions resulting from her sins, you can be sure they were beyond any suffering she could have done on earth. And that's understandable. However, the thing that really surprised us was that all the masses offered for this lady first had to go to the souls of members of the families who had been ruined by the gossip and slander, which this person had spread about her subjects. After all the prayers and indulgences and masses were used for the families, they will then be credited to her until she served her full time in purgatory. On the other hand, the other lady was a completely different story. 
She was sentenced to as many days as she had lived years on the earth because of the way she treated her subjects. She had put up with the shortcomings and faults of her neighbors with great love and charity. She may have actually been a role model for them, where charity was concerned. In addition, she took great pains to overcome any animosity she may have had toward them. So in the one instance, sins against charity caused one soul to suffer longer in purgatory, while in the other instance, giving charity to a brother and sister reduced the amount of time the other soul spent in purgatory. St. Margaret Mary was given many visions of souls in purgatory. One day, she was praying for two deceased nuns when she had a vision of them in purgatory. They were each in cells of suffering. However, one suffered much more than the other. This nun now regretted greatly how she had lacked charity toward the other nuns in her community, but she could not undo the harm she had done. Her eyes had been opened and she grieved because she had not only deprived them of her friendship, but herself of their friendship. Not only has she missed the love and fellowship of her sisters in religion that she could have been sharing while on earth, but because she had refused to love her sisters, she could not benefit from the prayers being offered for her by them. We really have to think about the consequences of our actions. Our Lord is telling us here that we are not only responsible for how we treat others, but in addition to the time we spend in purgatory for the pain we cause them, we will suffer for the effect we had on those with whom the injured came in contact. In other words, if because of our behavior to Sally B, she lives a miserable life and passes on that misery to others, that's our fault as well, and we will suffer for that. In addition, the prayers and masses for our speedy release from purgatory will first have to be used for those lives which have been affected adversely because of us. It goes back to a phrase we coined some years ago. It was with regard to anger. Anger does not affect only one person. It buckshots and hits whoever is in its path. Anger begets anger. The same would apply to our sins against one another. We don't mean for this to become a lesson on how we are to act with and react to our brothers and sisters, although it can be found in St. John's Gospel and in his letters. It is scriptural, and now we find that the way we love or do not love one another will have a far-reaching effect on our time in purgatory. The Lord also allowed souls to come to St. Margaret Mary, whom she had known in life. On the Feast of Corpus Christi one year, she was praying before the Blessed Sacrament, when suddenly she had a vision of a person completely enveloped in flames. She was taken aback at first. From the shock of this apparition coming to her at this time, while she was deep in prayer before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament on his special feast day. But she realized it must be important and that it would not have happened if the Lord hadn't allowed it. So she took a close look at the person before her, suffering terribly. The heat from his suffering was almost too much for her to bear. She thought she would go on fire any moment. She realized all at once that she had known him. He was a Benedictine monk from the convent in Cluny, some 20 miles from Pareille Monial, where she was stationed. She only knew him from having gone to confession to him once. 
It was an important time, however, in her life. This monk, filled with the Holy Spirit, convinced her she was worthy to receive communion and actually ordered her to do so. This had been a breakthrough for St. Margaret Mary, who had always had a great inner struggle between her ongoing desire to receive Jesus in the Eucharist and her constant doubts about her worthiness. The Lord rewarded this Benedictine monk by allowing him to appear to St. Margaret Mary. The condition in which she found him suffering dreadfully gave her a strong urge to help him. He was very humble in his request, considering the agony he was enduring. He simply asked her to offer up for his release from purgatory all the trials which she would undergo for the next three months. Well, he had to know to whom he was talking. Margaret Mary not only did what he asked, but went far beyond his expectations in offering her masses, her rosaries, fasting, and just about everything she did for that period of time. The monk told her why he was suffering so badly. It all had to do with human nature, putting his hum humanness before the Lord. He put his own concerns about glorifying the Lord and doing his divine will. His good reputation and what people thought of him became his primary concern. He also lacked charity. That is such a big offense, my brothers and sisters. We had no perception how serious an offense against God this is. And strangely enough, this is one infraction of which many of us are guilty. Very often, it is committed by people in authority, in headship over the well-being of other souls. The monk said that he had had no problem giving a good tongue lashing to someone under him to whom he may have been giving a spiritual direction. For some reason, he hadn't considered it a sin to whip someone with his tongue. Remember the words of St. James earlier in this chapter regarding the tongue. He either didn't pay attention to the writings of St. James or felt they didn't apply to him. Those who, like this poor soul, have lacked charity, and the day of judgment will have to pay the price for this ill treatment of their fellow men. The other fault for which he was suffering was a natural affection towards others. Now, realize we're not talking about an unnatural or abnormal affection, but a natural attachment to others. You might say, well, what's wrong with that? We must remember that for those to whom much is given, much is required. In this monk's relationship with Jesus, that of a religious priest, he was to live and to say to Jesus, like St. Thomas Aquinas before him, Your grace is enough for me. Not only he, but we too, must love the Lord with all our hearts, putting no one's affections and respect ahead of that one Lord who died for us. There is no way to really describe the degree of suffering St. Margaret Mary experienced those three months. The deceased priest never left her side. She was in excruciating pain. But at the end of that time, the priest was released from purgatory and St. Margaret Mary was relieved of the suffering. St. Margaret Mary would immediately begin praying for a particular soul as soon as she learned of his or her death. She knew the value of praying for the souls in purgatory and offering Masses for the release. On one particular New Year's Day, she began praying for three souls, two religious and one lay person, who had died recently, when our Lord came to her. 
He was so full of love for her, especially for her concern for the poor souls in purgatory. He offered her a gift. My daughter, he said to her, as a New Year's gift, I give you the deliverance from purgatory of one of these three souls, and I leave the choice to you. Which shall I release? St. Margaret and Mary, taken back and somewhat breathless by this gift from the Lord, replied, Who am I, Lord, to say who deserves the preference? Deign yourself to make the choice. Our Lord Jesus released the lay person from purgatory because the laity did not have at their disposal during their lifetime all the means of making atonement for their sins as the religious. Margaret Mary was also chosen by the Lord to suffer for souls who were still alive, but who were in danger of losing their souls and risking eternal damnation. In one instance, the Lord showed her a nun who was alive. She heard the words, Behold this nun who is one only in name. I am on the point of rejecting her from my heart and abandoning her to herself. Margaret Mary felt an overpowering trembling fear for the nun inside her. She fell to the ground, prostrate, and stayed that way for a long time. When she recovered, she offered to suffer for the divine justice which had to be appeased in order that this nun not lose her soul, that it not be abandoned to itself. Margaret Mary was immediately struck by tremendous suffering, as if God was venting all the anger on her that he had for the fallen nun. A crushing weight pressed down on her shoulders. Her soul was in a state of rebellion and perplexity. She experienced a great interior anguish, which tended to confuse her. Why was the Lord angry with her? Then the Lord gave her the gift of physical illness, from which she found it difficult to recover. In this way, she could feel in a real way the chastisement he was about to inflict on some souls who had hurt Margaret Mary. She begged for the gift to atone for their wrongdoings and pleaded with him to use her suffering to blot out their sins rather than permit them to go down to everlasting punishment. He said to her, But they don't love thee and cease not to afflict thee. She replied, That doesn't matter, Lord, provided they love thee and stop afflicting thee. I will not cease entreating thee to pardon them. He responded, Let me do as I will. I can bear them no longer. She persisted, No, Lord, I will not leave thee till thou hast pardoned them. He relented, I will do so, if thou wilt be surety for them. She excitedly agreed, Yes, my God, but I will pay thee only with thy own goods, which are the treasures of thy sacred heart. Content with her answer, he relented of the punishment he had meant to give them. Margaret Mary was a special worker for the Lord. She not only prayed for and ministered to the souls in purgatory, she also prayed for and suffered for sinners on earth. We can just imagine the welcome she received from the souls whose paradise she paid for with her own suffering. Please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Here is how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply with your iPhone or Android device, go to the App Store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, the, there's a link to our marketplaces, our websites, uh, 
our uh, blog and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel where you can access all of our videos as seen on EWTN plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.